0: Hola muchachos, it's Arch and it is Friday evening, not even really Friday night. Well, I guess it's night for you guys, but it's evening over here and we're here to talk about uh, racing. What's going on, Philip?
1: A little bit of dusk coming at you, you know, a little, little 9.35 Eastern Standard Time, probably what, 8.35 where you are? Look at you,
0: math whiz they call you.
1: It's, it's tough, you know, being this smart. The expectations are high, um, but here we are, you know, uh, we had a nice week last week, Arch. Um up until sunday night but (laughs) yeah but we got a lot of winners in formula one i mean we continue to print money out of that series uh we actually we caught a winner in indycar which was pretty cool we had a nice xfinity day i mean things were things were rolling last weekend until sunday night
2: but steve how you holding up pal uh what's going on you know it's dusk night um whatever oh <laughs> i'm just happy that we have a full slate of racing this weekend a f- uh because full slate in pretty, pretty, pretty good shape so uh looking to try kind of uh keep the momentum going a little bit and uh yeah i was i was, I was feeling really good last week until uh sunday night yeah for sure um caught a good break in xfinity and we'll get into kind of what happened over the, you know, the course of the weekend. But, yeah, a good break in Xfinity and then a really bad break uh, right afterwards.
0: I guess we should probably talk about it. There was a little bit of controversy. Either Phil is so angry he can't move or he froze. Oh, there he is. He's back. There we go. There we
1: go. So, Yeah, yeah there, there was controversy. Yeah. So there was a little controversy in both, in both races. First of all, first race... At the chicago street course it was a wet one it it rained monsooned most rain they've had in a summer for for many many years and it it really put a a damper on uh the weekend activity the xfinity race was shortened two laps short of halfway actually uh so you could say we caught a good break uh we had cole custer to win i think we went four and one in the head to heads but cole custer slapped that that car on the pole in qualifying led every single lap of the race, looked untouchable. So was it a good break, Steve, or were we on the right guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he would have won the race either way. Uh, track position was extremely important at the street course. We all know that. So um, what I thought was going to happen, I guess I'm going to do some ranting this this week. So I guess you got to look out for that. Uh, I'll start now. <laughs> um, Xfinity. So, yeah, I mean, what happened really was um they they called the race official before uh they kind of went against the rules a little bit you know what you know what they normally do is by the rule book is you make it to halfway or the end of stage two and the race is official but you know the um unprecedented situation they're racing on a street course and it was just torrential rain all weekend and especially you know all day long saturday uh, there's no way, or you know, Saturday and and Sunday, you know, this was a Sunday afternoon race. He so kind of got it rescheduled too, and they're supposed to try to finish it, but just never stopped raining, and he had to get the cup race in afterward. And what, uh, we're in the street kind of kind of was that? The feeling was Chicago didn't really want to race on Monday, especially not Xfinity, so they kind of just um they called it even though they didn't make it halfway or end of stage two it's kind of they kind of rewrote the rules a little bit and uh that was that yeah um they were two laps shy
1: uh these cars have rain tires as well theoretically would would people stop being mad at us for having the winner if they put the rain tires on and took two laps under caution and called it i mean it's the same result either way
2: yeah i mean they were not going to actually race in my opinion. I think they were planning on just, you know, trying to get the cars out there, kind of pull a Spa 21 deal, just this, this kind of ran them out there under caution and just got to where they needed to get to. But pit road was flooding. I mean, there's no way the cars could have even potentially done pace laps. You know, it was it was just extreme conditions. So and NASCAR just said, you know, this is it. Um, just shut it down. So... I don't have a whole lot to go on and on about for that one, you know. Uh, worked out well for us, and I think it, they did what they could do in that situation. So I'll move on from that from that result. All right. So
1: the Cup Series started off with a bang. We had Denny to win the pole twenty to one. That was a hit. We had Denny uh, to win the race at thirty-five or or thirty to one. Uh, he slapped it on the pole like like we said, and then closed around. Plus six fifty, so we had twenty five dollars in closing line value there, and then everything went to hell. So I'll, I'll tell you from my perspective, Steve. I don't know how Denny lost the lead once they got this thing started, because I had an emergency weather alert uh, on my <laughs> local affiliate network for I don't know an hour, but it took me twenty minutes to figure out that I had Peacock. So I, you know, it, it took a while for me to tune in. Um, but what did you see in those opening laps? First, I I guess they they did single file restarts and a single file start the entire race. Um, And that was just the beginning of our our bad luck. So what did you see?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat for a little bit. Just an absolutely brutal weekend. Just just trying to watch racing, you know, anywhere from the the rain delays to your local delays. If you lived anywhere near Philadelphia, you would have watched a... um, tornado alert for about an hour and a half or so so if you didn't have peacock you were kind of just out of luck unfortunately so hopefully uh people saw the race uh we got lucky because we had uh secondary access so that's good for us um it reminds me i do have to cancel
1: my seven-day free trial to peacock thanks for the (laughs)
2: memories (laughs) (laughs) anytime
1: that's why we're
0: here did the tornado touch down anywhere, or was it just some swirling clouds? No, I think it was.
1: I think it was just a bunch of wind. You know, I don't think it ever materialized yeah. in anything except, yeah. you know, making me irrationally angry uh, at at the weather alert I, and all the, alert. I lived in
0: Kansas and Missouri for most of my life. If it doesn't touch the ground, no one gives a shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a big old false alarm, right? You know, right? Like we're like- we're tracking wind now. You yeah. know, <laughs> cut it out, weathermen! You can't even get whether it's going to rain or be sunny, right? You know, let alone if a tornado is going to touch down. So
2: simmer. I mean like rain, like tornadoes in Missouri is like, um, rain in Seattle, right? It's just
0: right. Right.
2: Business as usual. Mm -hmm. Hide in the bathtub kind of stuff. Arch is a (laughs) a veteran, a grizzled veteran at that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. all right. So Hamlin, um, yeah, i mean he lost the lead because he, he talked about it a little bit on his, on his podcast um he just wasn't good in the wet uh significantly different conditions in the dry compared to the wet there's some guys that have more experience in, the, in you know racing in wet conditions and others and uh denny's not one of those guys that has a lot of experience racing in wet conditions so yeah had the pole he was just slip sliding around. Just didn't know, it, you know. Didn't really have the feel for the track, unfortunately. I think if this race goes dry, we are probably in much better shape with Denny. So, so we certainly did not want to see you know rain all day, which is what we saw. Um, so, right. Oh, so let's talk about the big,
1: the big flipperoo. Um, so we're we're rolling, Steve. I think I had just sent a text to Eggburger that were nine and one in the head to heads as they run and two and O in our group plays that were both uh, plus 300 or longer. Uh, and then chaos ensued. Um, there was a caution for Alex Bowman that ruined a, one of those group plays. And I was like, crap, I'm a, I'm a huge mush. I have tempted the gambling gods and little did I know how terrible things would go from there. So with that caution, a lot of back guys that we had faded. So, uh, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, those knuckleheads, all pitted, and uh, you know, then then the the front runners continue to run out the stage. Chris Bell, by far the most dominant car all day. Tyler Reddick, really good. Shane Van Gisbergen, that Red Bull Trackhouse uh, combination car was on rails. Uh, so th- those guys were all doing doing great, performing like we had thought. Uh, and then after that, that pit stop for those, those fellows we had mentioned, the, the Luganos, Bush, Elliott, uh, NASCAR shortens the race from 100 laps to 75 laps. So mid-pit cycle, they changed the rules to the race. All of our guys now have to pit, and there's not enough time for another pit cycle for the thing to equal out. Logano Bush, those fellows hit the lottery – and then sent me into a fury what are your feelings on this because i i am surprised that i had a phone that survived that any of my tvs made it or, or that i made it out alive i thought i was going to have an aneurysm
2: well first of all i'm glad to hear that you made it through we can't do the show without you so well
1: I, I was the only thing the only saving grace steve was i had a birthday present that i needed to deliver to my, my best pal on monday the next day so i had to make it through the night <laughs> There were no promises after that.
2: I appreciate that, man. Uh, you really do. You're, you're, you're so, you know, you, you always think about other, others first. So mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic. And, I'm a giver. Yeah. So there a lot, obviously there's a lot, a lot of discussion on this and I don't think, um, it's been talked about, um, even enough. Um, so I, what really bothers me is how much praise guys like Haley get when things like this happen. Like um, people like are saying how, much, that. how how great the race was for Justin Haley. Yeah, well he's running twenty fifth the whole time, but you know because it fell into his lap, all of a sudden now he's racing for the win. So it's it's almost like that rain shortened
1: win at Daytona that that he gets praised for. It, it's like the guy has a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs>
2: yeah so uh, that that kind of bothers me when you know mainstream media kind of just goes on and on about how uh it was kind of the same thing with Josh Berry when he was running that nine car you know he, he wasn't running up front that much he he just took advantage of the circumstances so um I just can't imagine like what would have happened if Justin Haley won the race like i I know these teams are really frustrated right now, you know that got that forced to pit under these conditions but if Justin Haley wins that race instead of this, you know, this non-playoff contender in uh, SVG, then you're flipping the whole season, you know, for one team, and uh, potentially cutting somebody else out that's trying to get in, you know, on points. So, I mean, that could have been a completely season-changing race for multiple teams, and it's just—it's really frustrating. And you know, even people, I think. Some, some, you know, folks outside of NASCAR were talking about this and, uh, it's something they should have, you know, you need to be more transparent about the bottom line. And I would have liked to see NASCAR kind of, you know, kind of think where, like, you know, you're not going to get the whole event in, so you've got to be transparent with the teams, let them know, you know, how far we're going to attempt to race to, and you just got to make it fair. And this is not fair. So, you know, I, I agree with Denny on a lot of things and I came into this season,
1: not really a a huge Denny Hamlin fan and, uh, but his podcast has kind of changed my outlook. That is a a very cerebral guy. It's a smart guy and I agree. So you can't change the rules mid pit cycle. You either have to do it much earlier in the game or like right up until you're going to call it, it has to be a mystery. So you know the 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 ending isn't sort of predetermined i mean there were so many guys that finished in the top 10 that were back markers all day long and nascar won't even come out and admit a mistake because shane van Gizenberg won so they're like oh well you know he was on that strategy as as you know all the other previous front runners were but that that, that, that feels like a an obsolete excuse because so many guys didn't get back to where they were supposed to be and where they were running all day. Yes. The best car won. Shane and Gisenberg. Awesome. They, they earned it. That guy is a wheel man. Awesome. But Christopher Bell was one of the better cars all day long. Um, Denny Hamlin was pretty good. Tyler Reddick. There were a lot of guys that got shuffled to the back and had no chance of recovering. And then, I mean, even the, the the guys like Suarez, Suarez, you know that that was a top ten ten play for us. That that should have been a no doubter. That that thing was a layup all day long. And what else really really grinds my gears, Steve, is the the accident that bottlenecked the field. Right. So mm-hmm. there were guys that that got through. Um, our guys. So I was like, okay, ball don't lie. This is the, we're we're going to get out of this thing unscathed. Suarez got through. I uh, I think uh Ty Gibbs was another one that that got through. I was like shit, man, okay, we we've got some outs here. And then they ended up giving everyone their places back. Even Byron, who was involved in the accident and backwards, uh Harvick, I mean just guys that were involved in the accident was like, that eh, re-rack 'em. It's it's all good. Like it was there were so many things wrong with this race. Um and you know, I'm the first one to tell you, uh, you know it'll be okay when things go our way when when we get one that goes our way, but fuck, man, when is that? when is that i i was I was totally good seeing a road course, we had nailed the track position, we had done all the right homework, we had all the right guys up front, and then it just it, it was just taken away, and it feels unfair if we do a poor job and end up on the wrong side, fine, you know, I can live with that, but not this way this this was tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you brought up all the points that need to be brought up. I, at one point, I think Kyle Busch, uh, at one point, like you said, the track wasn't actually blocked. But he then blocked all it. these cars you know, started to go past everyone. And Kyle Busch said, all right, no, no, we're we're done with that. So <laughs> he's the one that I believe ended up blocking the track and said, you're not passing me any more positions. So like
1: – you know. I,
2: I mean, just, just to add on to that, right,
1: all of these sports – are now in bed with sports books, the NFL, even NASCAR. For sure, we have a bet MGM car that that goes around the track. If you're going to be in bed with sports books, you better fucking get it right. You better That's have a boat. governing body that gets it right because this was a travesty. The I don't mind losing.
2: Race. Yeah, the truck race this weekend. Zane Smith, uh, typical, is on the um on the truck this weekend. Right. I don't mind losing. I mean, we're we're in a sport where if we
1: hit forty one percent. We're we're printing money. I mean, that's just the way it is in NASCAR and, and the way we bet. But if if we're gonna lose, it better be fair. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: I think you brought home all the uh, all the talking points there. Um, that pretty much covers everything for me as far as the recap goes. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, just a a short tangent on golf. Um, Ricky Fowler won uh, last week. We had that in um, the book club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did lean that, so that was good. Um, however, I would have liked to see him do it on TV. That would have <laughs> been nice. Um so they decided to um the, you know, they they had um tape co- the cup, you know, the tape the coverage airing as he was playing his final round. So uh, you know, instead of actually airing the live footage on TV, they decided to uh re-air tape the coverage from earlier on in the day. So I was you know Watching, I was refreshing my Twitter feed for the most part and hoping to see, you know, the guy win. Uh, Is a three way playoff? I, mean, I didn't get to see it live, um, so that's, I mean, just really annoying. <laughs> and it was a holiday weekend. It's like July July Fourth weekend. It's supposed to be the
1: mecca of a sports weekend. Also, um, just a, a little bit of a shout out to our colleagues over at CBS Sports, Steve. Uh, you could watch the live coverage. On the CBS Sports app.
2: Yeah, I just, I just, I wasn't prepared. I mean, if I, I wish I knew that ahead of time, I would have been, would have been fine, but I, I wish they could just, you know, um, air it out live. I, mean, I, I want to see, I want to see good things happen. You don't like free watching, free gol-
0: you don't like watching golf like it's an episode of Battle Bots? I don't understand. No, I don't. no. I
2: don't. <laughs> Arch, I, I
1: have a question for you. Yes. You're, you're in the the, the prime of, of human life here. Um, <laughs> do you remember when like the NBA was taped late? Were, were you? No, were you I'm an I was NBA a little fan? I'm
0: a little too young for that. Just just barely. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I just that's what it, it, it yeah. took me back to. I you know I'm too young to remember it as well, but I, I read about it and yeah. I was like, man, this is annoying, especially in in an era when we can get like live score updates. Um, I guess it would be different if if we didn't have action on it. It probably would have been okay to watch, but everybody bets on golf. That watches golf. It's just the way it is.
0: Live, sports is the only reason to have any kind of like TV, like cable or satellite. Right. Or whatever. Sports. That's it. Nothing else you need to see live but sports. Everything else is predetermined bullshit. You know, news, elections, war—all predetermined bullshit. But sports. <laughs> Ken
1: vouch for the elections. <laughs> Ken vouch. All right, Stephen. I'm I'm gonna go back into that aneurysm mode if we have to talk any more about Chicago. So let's they talk about a, Atlanta.
2: What's great that? event, a incredible TV coverage, um, lot of um, lot of viewership, a lot of people there at the track. So overall, a win for NASCAR. Happy they see they you know at least got most of the, the racing in, and hopefully it's a good step in the right direction. You know for the sport itself. That was that's good to see the amount of viewership and uh, exposure that we got over the weekend yeah i'm so glad they are are better off for it and we are so
1: gfy nascar but maybe they redeem themselves this weekend we're (laughs) heading to atlanta to the super ish speedway uh the redesigned atlanta uh it's a mile and a half but the the banking has been increased the straightways have been narrowed and this thing looks like uh, like Talladega or Daytona. It's pack racing. And then the truck, Steve, it's another split event. They're in mid-Ohio. We know a little something about mid-Ohio because we, we cashed on Alex Pelou there last weekend. And um, we've got a familiar name on the, the truck series betting card. Um, what are we looking at in, in, in trucker land?
2: Yeah, that's all you, man, from last week. Uh, Alex Pellew getting it done there. What a season that guy's having in IndyCar so. A lot yeah. of momentum rolling for him. Uh, Should be a nice uh, send-off
1: to, to Formula One next year.
2: Yeah, there you go. They're having a great year in uh, the old open wheel stuff. So shout-out to IndyCar and F1 this year. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're toting the old Speedway Steve 2 flag. That's it.
1: Um, <laughs> but, you know, besides that, hopefully we can catch another winner at Mid-Ohio. We're on some longer shots here, uh, pre-qualifying Couple guys you picked out, Steve. Um, looks like Marco Andretti, Connor Daly, and Rajah Karuth. If, if you had any of those on your bingo cards, you're with us. But tell me what the uh, what the thought thought process was on these guys.
2: Yeah. So um, just taking a look at uh, a little combination of equipment and uh, skill here. And uh, Marco Andretti, you know Andretti. If you know racing, you know that name. So, and then you look at you know he's got you know I'm sure he's got enough ability to uh, to wheel a truck around here in mid Ohio. And then you I, I look to see of course first to see what what team he's driving for. It looks like uh, that Spire crew. So that truck appears to be pretty competitive. I uh, qualified pretty well inside the top ten. So we'll take that. Um, odds didn't move a whole lot on him. So if you're still uh, trying to get in on that, you can still do so. Uh, it looks like they haven't moved at all. So if you're listening to this now, go ahead and hop in on that one. That's strange because if it was a, a name brand, you know, regular, regular, uh,
1: trucker, that that would probably move if, if you, if you put it ninth.
2: Yeah, I think That's so too. Job. Just. I think um, you know, a lot of the guys are supposed to be fast, qualified up front. Um, you know, Corey Haim, um not 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 Ben Rose, but let me just real quick check out the uh starting lineup here. I'm seeing um yeah, Nick Sanchez is up there, Majeski, Ekis and uh Enfinger. So they're I mean those guys are all pretty high level um uh, level guys. So I guess that kind of factors into uh the books and odds and adjustments so
1: yeah so okay so marco andretti and then uh connor daly who who raced IndyCar here last weekend at at mid ohio in a bit of a slower vehicle i would say this weekend what do you like about connor daly he uh will be going to the rear so you can actually get a better number than we got uh you can get him 80 to 1 right now
2: yeah that's that's gonna be a tough hill to climb (laughs) Uh, I, i really wish he was starting it Starting in his qualifying position, but as you said uh he he knows the track obviously so that's a good thing and i he's in a nice truck, so I liked where their equipment was this at this point in the season is you know host of ours teammate uh chastain runs their stuff and he drops down in the truck series and they've always had speed uh I just like where that team's going Dean Thompson, another guy running for nice, so all those guys have good speed week to week, so what a guy that I think has pretty good ability on a road course and connor, D- connor daly feels like he could have gotten the job done just um now you're kind of just getting a better number with him starting all the way in the back no no stage br- well i guess no there are stage breaks there's no there's no competitive pit stops so there will be they'll be stopping but they won't be um any, any live pit stops just to kind of do one up and starting where they you know came in yeah, so you you have made a
1: psychopath out of me, Steve. I actually watched the Arca race tonight. Same. yeah. Um so I yeah, I know Connor Daly starting in the back, but Jesse Love started in the back uh today and was able to uh get up into the lead at one point during the race just just on good equipment and superior skill. Um so yeah, he's going to the back. I'm not I'm not really all that worried about it. I, I still think connor daly can be competitive in that in that rig nice is really fast uh historically so i might even average up get a, get a little bit better price
2: yeah i mean i watched that race too and uh, i mean tyler ankrum won that race from the you know the gravel trap he uh sent it off course and came all the way back from uh you know towards the back of the pack to uh just drove you know drove all the way back up and won the race so Obviously if you have the uh the ability you can certainly drive your way up. So and then uh let's touch on Raja Karuth. Uh he has
1: been pretty fast here recently but always has stuff that seems to blow up. Uh his number got steamed, Steve, from like 60 to 1 to 25 to 1 pre-qualifying. Uh we were able to grab 50 to 1. Uh what do you what do you like about
2: Raja? Um uh, I mean he he's a young kid, right? So, um, he's been, you know, just kind of living on the edge a little bit. Uh, so he, he finds a lot of speed. He just can't seem to finish. So a guy like that, I just like for his ceiling potential, uh, not a guy I would like really taking matchups as you noted, he, um, kind of checkers the records or kind of you know blows up. So not a guy you'd take for consistency, but, um, his upside at 60, you know, Ish to one fifty ish to one uh, was pretty good. Uh, his lap times in practice were okay. Um, things might get a little bit crazy, and you can get um, get them up to the front. Yes, sir. So uh,
1: that wraps up the the outright winners we've got here. Uh, what are we looking at for for head to heads? We we've got Christian Eckes over Ben Rhodes, Corey Heim over Majeski, Posavac over Majeski, and Ankrum over nicholas sanchez uh looks like a double fade of majeski why are we doing that
2: yeah i mean you can probably um touch on this a little bit too but uh, majeski hasn't been the best at road courses this year and uh the last couple weeks even even the ovals um he's had some mechanical gremlins um not necessarily sure if it's just been him struggling with pace or if it's the truck, but the bottom line is that he, I think he's taken a step down just a bit this year. Uh, I, I know that because we've been, I've been on him a little bit this year. So I just, I like the idea, you know, here kind of just fading Majeski a little bit. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Majeski
1: fade whatsoever. Uh, the metrics aren't great. Um, it's certainly not his strongest, strongest uh, track layout. So uh, I do like Heim, and, I mean, he was really, really fast today. And then Josevar, in his four uh, recent road course starts, he has the best average starting position on the circuit. So he's got a lot of raw pace. One of them, I think he had a broken leg. Uh, so, I mean, the, the kid can, can wheel it. So uh, he'll be starting a little, little deeper than Majeski, but I look forward to him driving up there and getting us some
2: cash. Yeah, 100%. A uh, guy I like a lot this week, um, Christian Eckes. Uh, I, like, I like him over that Ben Rhodes play there, uh, plus money. And I just want to touch on Eckes because uh, that team has had a lot of speed this year, and he's got the track history too. I mean, I, I'm only looking at last year, but he was uh, he's pretty strong last year with a fifth-place finish, and then he was strong in practice today. He qualified well, starting from fourth. Uh, so everything appears to be checking out for Christian Ekis this year. Just I'm happy to see that he's back in the full-time ride. I know there's a little bit of time there. He was kind of filling in. And just He's got a lot of potential. So I hope to see him continuing to see, you know, see the track week to week. Right on. Right on. So, um,
1: yeah, I think that was it. It, it. Have you looked for anything post-practice qualifying?
2: I haven't seen a whole lot re added as far as matchups go, but I'm looking at the uh, outright odds a little bit. I'm surprised to see Zane Smith still up there at plus 350. He qualified a little bit further back. And I mean, his lap times were okay. Um, But nothing really shy. You you know, he's not, he didn't perform today the way I anticipate him to perform. So I would certainly be more comfortable if you're, you know, getting in right now and taking something a little further down, maybe look at Christian Ekis. Um Haven't um, decided what I want to do if I, if I, if I want to take that 12-1, to 1, but that doesn't seem like a bad price to kind of go after. Um, maybe Ankrum 22, but gotta kind of take another look for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought Ankrum was going to win the, uh, the ARCA race, just superior skill. Um, but I like him for this matchup play. I don't know if I can get there on a win, um, but I, I, I guess it does intrigue me at the twelve to one. That, that might be a shot we add. So um, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Is there anything else in the truckers you'd like to talk about?
2: That's about it. I think that's all I got. So it's nice to have that little. You know, it's nice to break up the weekend a little bit with some road course action, and then, then get into the Atlanta stuff afterwards. Yeah, and I like that they didn't jam everything in for the trucks all in one day,
1: the, the practice qualifying and the race. We get to breathe a little bit. We get to have a show and actually talk about it instead of ranting about what went wrong because the, the trucks is like the lottery. Absolutely. So, all right, man, let's, let's tackle this Xfinity card. I'm um, looking to see what we've got here. And we're on – okay, here they are. Uh, Parker Kligerman outright. Daniel Hemrick. Brett Moffitt, Kyle Sieg on the outrights.
2: Yeah. So, talk about Atlanta a little bit, as uh, we mentioned briefly, I think so far, uh, reconfigured. So, this is not the old conventional Kevin Harvick runs the bottom for 500 miles. <laughs> right. Like in the past. So, we got more, you know, kind of a super speedway style. So, when i think of that and this xfinity especially i think of uh, rcr and its affiliated partners so ligerman is a part of that affiliation so i'm taking him uh right off the bat there at 20 to 1. i just feel like this number is quite a bit too long and i i just you know, austin hill and sheldon creed uh those two guys have shown a ton of pace um especially this year on this style of racing. So I will happily take Parker Kligerman with the big machine racing affiliation with RCR there at 21, just kind of getting a guy with a good amount of talent and similar equipment. So um, pretty simple play for me there. Yep. I like that one. Uh, But my
1: favorite play on the card, Steve is Daniel Hemrick which I don't You're know right. if that's a sentence. It, it is. I don't know if that's a sentence <laughs> I've ever said before uh, on this show. Uh, here's why. And, and, you know, number one colleague, historically good on the super speedways, Allmendinger, Justin Haley, um, you know, just those guys, very good. Landon Castle uh, at times was good last year. But what I see in the outright market is Justin Haley uh, is 12 to 1. He's one of the favorites. But you've got to believe the kid is not racing for points. You've got to believe he's there for support. And with Hemrick's and, and colleagues' history on these super speedways, I'm a big fan of Daniel Hemrick getting a little push from Justin Haley.
2: I think it's a good point. It's something I, I didn't even really consider all that much. Um, kind of was in the back of my mind, for sure. but. As you mentioned, uh, when Haley's been dropping down to this series, uh, you know, a couple times, especially for these types of races, you know, to uh, really, really, he's, he's been there to be a support member pretty much. He hasn't competed out front like he was when he was racing full time. So certainly like that angle and he's still being priced as a guy that's going to go out there and try to win the race. So definitely getting Hamrick. You know, the full time guy at a longer number. Uh, his price has been slowly dropping shorter. So feels like we're on the right side on this one. And I like, I kind of like where Henrik's at as far as form goes. He's, um, I mean, he needs a win. So I feel like if he's going to win a race this year, this could be where he gets it done. I agree. I agree for sure. So,
1: um, you know, Moffitt's pretty quick. The Sieg brothers, they always do something kind of zany to get off track and, um, you know, maybe be there in the end. So that, that's cool. Let's talk about these head to heads. It's, it's a bunch of the same guys, but there's one that sticks out. So we're on Parker Kligerman over Riley Herbst. So uh, I, I think we're on Parker Kligerman for the positive reasons. And then Riley Herbst in a Ford probably won't have much help. Hemrick over Josh Berry. And then the one I think we, we should talk about, Jeb Burton over fast pasta, Anthony Alfredo. Tell me about, about that matchup.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll briefly, I have to briefly touch on Josh Berry and JRM first. Um, we've seen this year, JRM has gotten themselves in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, especially they just like to, uh, wreck each other. So, you get a guy like Henrik with getting the support from his teammates, colleagues always been there for each other on you know, this kind of situation. And uh again, minus one hundred five, so a little bit of an underdog, so that's kind of I like I like I like that matchup matchup a lot. So I had to touch on that briefly. Now on to Jeb Burton over Alfredo. Jeb Burton is I, I, I feel like he may be one of the most underrated speedway racers in the sport. He, he has his slow, lone Xfinity win with a uh, colleague racing there. And it was kind of, uh, it started the rain. I, I know it's, it may or may not have been weather related, but the bottom line is he, he always seems to run up front in these races. He ranks up pretty well in my numbers. Um, so, with that in mind, and he's racing for Jordan Anderson. So, that team um, usually puts a focus on races like this, I know whenever Jordan Anderson runs his truck over there at, you know, super speedways, he's always running up that thing up front. He doesn't normally do that. So there's a lot of boxes that gets checked in this matchup. Bingo. And, you know, if there is going to be weather,
1: Jeb Burton's the guy you want because uh, he, he lucks into a lot of rain winds, too. So uh, maybe he can just luck into a headwind for us. And I would take that all the way to the bank. NASCAR owes us some. So uh, I'm good with that. Uh, was there any couch cushion bets in this market?
2: Not necessarily. I think I looked pretty deeply into this. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of betting head-to-heads in a drafting style format. So I'm actually kind of surprised that I was able to find these three. Um, Atlanta, I used to think that you know, this, kind of, this race was going to be very much like daytona tall Vega, so i, I kind of didn't like playing head-to-heads at all but really this has been more of a track position situation so if you have a track position i feel like you know these guys that have better cars tend to finish uh out front
0: yeah
1: that, that's true and I, I think uh also to go along those, those lines i was just thinking yeah you can't really make up too much time on pit road either um and they you know that got my mind thinking about nascar made some changes so we we shouldn't see as many speeding penalties uh that were just an absolute death sentence that we we saw earlier in the year
2: yeah i like it um again if you think about colleague racing the the pit stops generally teams pit together so um in colleague they do everything as a team very well together so um just I hear they, like, they shower together these weekends just to to prepare. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm just a fan of backing everything, Colin, when it comes to this style of racing. So, you you know, Haley being in the race is just a bonus to me. Bingo. Uh,
1: So, we're going to move on to the the cup side, Steve. We got a relatively short card compared to what we normally do, and I I would imagine that's because, um, you know, the, the handicap is tough. On these these tracks uh, but we started off with, with some long shots in the cup series here uh we're taking a look at uh boy where are they okay austin Sindrick, 30 to 1 harrison burton 80 to 1 ford manufacturer plus 160 bet rivers
0: yeah
2: sure thing so when you think of again in the Cup Series, when you think of Super Speedways, you I would my mind goes right to Ford because Ford this year has struggled quite a bit when it comes to you know the standard intermediate tracks. So this is a circumstance where more so that Ford you know if appears to be a, you know lower drag kind of vehicle that kind of benefits from uh just raw horse you know horsepower so when you think of that when you look at a race like this i think of atlanta one i believe this year was when uh, all those forwards qualified out front and with this being more of a track position race you want guys that are going to have that to start and i feel like you see a bit of a repeat uh this week at atlanta again you, you see i think you see the fords qualify out front and hopefully they keep that position uh, as you know ford has has numbers game they have a lot of a lot of cars out there to kind of work with each other uh, obviously chevy does too but for i think Ford just has that ability to work together really well at this style of racing yeah so track position matters
1: and uh we're on austin cindric Historically qualifies well here uh, with, I think he's got the fourth best or fifth best average starting position, 7.7. A 7. uh, couple guys better than that. Ryan Blaney, second best average starting position, 3.7. Joey Logano, who we saw win here um, you know, in, in spring, I guess, 7.0 on the average starting position. So, um, you know, Cindric, a little double dip. Maybe we, we, we cash them both with him. Uh, but the Ford manufacturer and Penske, especially, really, really strong. So that, that Ford number feels short, and we get a whole slew of them.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And Cindric uh, also, um, his first win as a Cup driver was the Daytona Five Hundred. So kind of a similar situation here. You got the uh, the more narrow speedway track, kind of s- somewhat, re- you know, resembles Daytona and Atlanta this weekend. So. I would, you know, I tend to believe that Cendric would perform a slightly better here than it would at a place like Talladega. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw him uh, come into the Cup Series with a bang. He won his first race at,
1: at uh, Daytona. A little known fact, the year before, he won the Xfinity opener at Daytona. So, um, you know, he can he can get it done on these super speedways. And the guy has been just an absolute no-show for for the better part of a year. Uh, he had a, a nice finish last weekend because he was one of those back markers that we faded that flipped to the front. So, um, go ahead and win this race and make it all, make it all even on our bankroll.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. So, so
1: uh, top five: Joey Logano plus two forty-five at Rivers. It's an outlier price, and it also kind of fits our theme of the weekend. And then top tens were on Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney.
2: Yeah, so just um, I don't think we're not going to have a chance to talk about Harrison Burton again. So just briefly before that, uh, touching on Harrison Burton, I just like that team. Um, He always seems to perform well at super speedways. He just um, I know we had him, I believe, in the Daytona 500 this year. Um, Maybe, you know, one of those those, um, speedways where he was out front. Maybe it was Talladega because I believe he ran over the the tunnel in Turn Three. You know where that bump is by the tunnel, and he spun out on his own um, in front of Noah Gregson. So the car always runs out front. I like where you know where he's at. Uh, the number is amazing, eighty to one. feels super good to me to play a number that long at you know kind of a more unpredictable weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean for a for a guy that sucks and let's <laughs> let's. uh let's not get it twisted. Harrison Burton sucks. He (laughs) does lead at these super speedways quite often. So, um, you know, he, he led a couple laps, July, 2022 at Atlanta. He led three at Talladega this year. And then he led two times combined over both of the Daytona 500s. He's run in one of them, he ended up on his roof. So, I mean, you know, he, he leads laps at these super speedways at a, at a pretty good clip. So really, all we need to have happen, Steve, is him for to lead the last one, you know, this time by. It doesn't need to be in the middle; it could just be the the very last lap, and then we've got a we've got a winner.
2: That's it. You know, you just gotta keep putting yourself in, uh, just put yourself in a situation to win. Uh, the more you do that, the more you should improve. Uh, that's the way I see it, and have, you know, more experience eventually. Eventually, you gotta get the job done. So
0: right, right. Woody Allen said. A ninety percent of success is just showing up.
1: That's it. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, so that that wraps that up. Do you want to talk about Blaney or Elliott at all?
2: Yeah. So moving down to the uh, top ten market, like you were saying, that um, Rivers was giving out uh, plus money for these guys, uh, Blaney, Elliott. That felt pretty good to me. You know, in the past, I would say that that's not a great price. But again, like I said, these guys are good people, you know, guys that run up front. And I really feel like um, if you're getting plus money, then over time, this should be a profitable play because Blaney and Elliot are the, the top two guys in my projections. So as long as these guys don't wreck, um, so I feel pretty good about them finishing inside the top 10. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, Blaney. Blaney's one of the top
1: ranked guys in mine. Elliot is the top ranked dude. Um, you know, he, he, he won here the last time we were, I'm I'm sorry, not the last time we were at Atlanta, the last time he was at Atlanta, right. he won. He, uh, he wrecked our 250 to one long shot, Corey LaJoy uh, to get it done. So that, that sucks. So, uh, but yeah, he, he likes Atlanta. He gets along with it pretty well. He's, uh, you know, should have some help out there with the Hendrick guys, Hopefully not Kyle Larson, as we'll get to later. Uh, But other than that, I I think this top 10, these two are probably my favorite two bets of the weekend.
2: Yeah, so I remember the last time Elliott was running in uh, Atlanta, they just kept on showing the Dawsonville pool room. It drove me crazy. Um, If they're going to show me the Dawsonville pool pool room the whole time, I just want to be on the guy, so I'm not completely annoyed. Yeah, I mean, are they the most annoying follow on Twitter? It's it's rough. It's it's definitely it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't follow them anymore. That was that was gross. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple head to heads here as well. We are on. I clicked away here. Uh, we are on coming right up. Ross Chastain over Kyle Larson and Brad
2: Keselowski. Let's go RFK over Kyle Busch. Yeah, so not a whole lot of uh, head-to-heads, but there's a couple ones that definitely stuck out to me. And Ross Chastain, once again, feels like running this guy pretty frequently, you know. Except, you know, unless he wins at Nashville, but <laughs>
1: Ugh. that one's my bad. Your dad told me how how wrong I was, also, at your birthday party.
0: Okay, well,
2: <laughs> I I try to not dig in too hard on that one, so it's too late. The wound is fresh and still open. Hmm. All right, well, let's try to close that up a little bit and get right back on the guy this week. So I like the idea of fading Larson especially. I mean, I'm not a big component of taking Chastain this week, but it could be a good week for him. I certainly prefer him over a guy like Larson. Chastain is looking like he's fifth in my projections, especially in 2022, uh, Ross Chastain was especially good at Atlanta. Uh, but Kyle Larson, on the other hand, uh, I know there's some people talking about him this week, but for me, uh, it, I'm going right back on the fade train because he just hasn't formed at this solid racing in his whole career. So I'm going I'm to play the long-term career mode for Larson's struggles. Yeah, he doesn't like it.
1: Uh, he's only spent 47.9% of the time in the top 15. His average running position is super bad. It's 24th. Uh, he's twenty-eighth in my Atlanta tracker. So I mean he's not he's not as bad as the numbers say, I don't think, but he also doesn't doesn't put himself in great positions. So I'm happy to fade the guy, especially with Ross Chastain. He, he checks in at fourth in my ranker. So this one feels good. Even money or minus one, ten, I think. Um man, that that's that's a layup as well.
2: Yeah, he just he ranks very low in my in my numbers he's down in the 20s so and he's made it verbal that he just doesn't enjoy or you know super speed racing i mean it's just not not naturally gifted you know Larson's an incredibly talented driver one of the best in the world but i mean this is his one weakness i'm I, I will be happy to capitalize on any weakness that you know he, he shows and the kryptonite <laughs> that's it for
1: superman and then um Okay, so Brad, Brad Kay, who finished second here
2: uh, earlier this year over Kyle Bush. Yeah, Brad Kay, um, RFK, just keeps getting better. Um, so, again, this is a, a place where Brad can definitely get a win. Um, we don't see race winning pace out of that team um, on a weekly basis, but they're, they're just, you know, they're slowly creeping towards the top, which is good to see. But this is, this is a, an equalizer, uh, Brad Kay is a part of that Ford brigade, so I expect them to have a lot of speed. They always have speed at super speedways, really good at Daytona. They've won, uh, some clashes at you know, at Daytona, uh, Talladega Brad he has a ton of wins at, so this fits right in his wheelhouse and you're going against a guy in Kyle Busch, um, he was he's okay at super speedways but the num- the numbers don't favor him uh according to what i'm looking at um yeah he's so. he's down
1: he's down in the the late teens early 20s in my ranker yeah. as well uh brad's a, a top seven car even when when rfk was struggling he seemed to have some pace at atlanta you know throughout the the last couple trips not to mention their pit crew is is lightning fast brad knows how to get it done in this pack he's very very aggressive i expect that front bumper to be worn out on sunday (laughs) uh and hopefully let's get a cash
2: you know it just to me for carl Busch. it just seems like no matter what he does he just cannot seem to get the finishes at these this style of racing you know even at the 500 he was the leader all the way up until overtime and then he's like oh well if we only raced you know the, the, the listed 500 miles, I'd be a champ, you know, I'd be a winner, but of course, it didn't work out and he ended up losing it in overtime. So, just <laughs> the, the things just don't seem to fall into Kyle Bush's lap at this point. Yeah, it almost seems like
1: he was hoping the sports governing body would change the rules <laughs> on the fly.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes that works out in, in your favor, doesn't it? Some, other times it can. Completely just does not yeah yeah he he got a pretty good finish last weekend uh, because of that so yeah 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 miss. yeah
1: but I, I really like our card this weekend uh, and I'm excited for qualifying we're gonna drop some plays in there uh, for for tomorrow's event we've got formula 1 FP3 which we probably won't have much for but then qualifying early early late morning I should say on that we've got uh just a, a nice full weekend of racing we, we had a couple a couple add-ons in the book club this weekend which was exciting and uh we look forward to, to anybody that wants to to join in to take the plunge you know you'll like it arch how do you get in
0: you get there by going to the or if you prefer everyone hates wince as in carson and, Wentz. Er-
1: yeah everybody does hate Wentz because he's a free agent right now
0: yeah he's gonna look good in the usfl
1: He's going to look real good for the Birmingham Stallions, I'll tell you what. Oh, is but that yet, where he's going? I have no idea. But, yeah, join up today. It's it's a fun community. net. Three-day free trial, 25 bucks a month after that. You get all of our plays as we make them. That's all I got. Steve, you have anything?
2: That's all I got, and I'm looking forward to a good weekend. Let's do it. Arch, take us home. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages
1: related to its contents.